Is it? I might you, be recording. It might be recording. <laughs> it might be recording. You don't know for sure though. I'm recording. <laughs> You're recording. We're recording. And I'm. Am I being recorded? We're all being recorded. Okay, bet. <laughs> Here we go. Test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Don Wall, a.k.a. Moral Support. Welcome to Embrace Matters of Richmond. I am joined here by the homie Carl, of course. Welcome back, bro. Welcome back. Where, yeah. where have we been? We've been on a holiday break, bro. This is, that was right. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we have been, we've been gone for a little bit. Uh, last time we talked to y'all, our wonderful audience, we were, uh, it was Christmas time, or at least close, getting to, close to it. And uh, we finished up talking about food apartheid, and then we wrapped up the year uh, talking about where the pod has gone, where mm-hmm. the pod came from, and where we hope it's going. And to let you guys know, we've been busy. <laughs> uh, the pod may have taken a break, but Embrace Matters of Richmond has been plenty busy in January and now February. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back. How do you feel, Carl? I feel great. I definitely do feel busy too. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, loyal fans out there, we have a special guest. Previously, we talked about food apartheid, and we hinted at a, a very special guest, friend of the show, big supporter, Taylor Scott, founder of RVA Community Fridges, is now here at the pod in the studio. To talk to us about food apartheid. Taylor, welcome. Welcome. Hi, peeps. Thanks for having me. Most definitely. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming. Like, we, we talked you up to our audience, just let you know. <laughs> we talked uh, you up. They have been waiting to hear hi, from you. Well, thank you for having me, too. <laughs> Most definitely. So, um, before we get into talking more about just, you know, who you are, what you do, uh, and just we have some questions just so we can learn more and more about What's really going on with food in Richmond? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our big facts segment. Our big facts segment, Taylor, is where me, uh, we, either me or Carl, will shout out people, organizations, or events happening already, making a difference in Richmond. You have been a shout out on this show more than once, I believe. Once. Once. Either a shout out or just you know, like a reference, for Most sure. Definitely. You people you, you learn you're from. You're a star here. Big yeah, facts. I love it. Uh, but today's shout out goes to Chef. Michael Lindsay. Chef mm-hmm. Michael Lindsay has opened up seven restaurants in Richmond since 2020. Wow. And he says more on the way. Uh, he's a chef and entrepreneur as long, along with his wife. Has opened up a variety of eateries and varied menus. Done so on a limited budget and has been attracting a wide variety of clientele. Like he's doing he's it all. opened up more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking over and, the town. Uh, you can almost do a tour of just his restaurants. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Actually, I, I think I might want to do that because I, I can't say I've been to all of them. Wait, but I've does been it to... say tours or are you, is that a suggestion I, you're making? That's a suggestion. That's a great <laughs> idea. No, it was great. As soon as you said that, I was like, Listen, wait, no. That Listen, actually sounds chef. like some fun weekend trip to do. Oh, yeah. Chef Michael Lindsay, uh, this is moral support. Uh, if you want to collaborate on a uh, tour situation, mm-hmm. I, I will take off of my job mm-hmm. to put it together. Absolutely. Uh, most definitely. But um, yeah, big facts to you. Great job doing great things. Wonderful in job. 
Most definitely. So, Taylor, um, to get to our main squeeze here, just the brief history of, I guess, the concept of community fridges. Um, first established in Germany and Spain in 2012, uh, and later it kind of made its way into the United States uh, as a movement, like the community fridge um, being like a national movement within the past years, stemming from economic difficulties associated with like the pandemic and obviously greater scrutiny of social injustice mm. and an increase in citizen-led grassroots roots efforts. You know, that's kind of the backdrop. Uh, but you came in uh, and just just did something that was just iconically different to Richmond. Like I, like, I don't think people still don't really know what your movement is, but it's it's making like a difference. It's shaking trees. I don't know if that's the right analogy. I love it though. <laughs> it's, 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 it's breaking the ground uh, and it's doing exactly what people need. Um, so it's really awesome to have you here and we want to just dive in more into Richmond versus food. And uh, first off, just... Uh, what is RVA Community Fridges and how did it come to be? Like, who who are you and what is RVA Community Fridges? Yes, wow. Love that history. Thank you for <laughs> sharing that because it is great to just understand a little bit about Community Fridges as a whole. Um, I guess before I give the spiel, because sometimes I'm telling people about them and they're like, wait, so what exactly is it though? Like, mm -hmm. is it really just a fridge? And yeah, like community <laughs> fridges as a whole, yeah. they are literally just regular refrigerators that are outside for people. Uh, uh, depending on who puts them up, they can be 24 seven, like the ones that we do uh -huh. are, or if they're inside of a building, they can work and operate on ours, you know, kind of like a business. Yeah. So it kind of just depends. Um, for us, the RVA community fridges, we aim to defer, deter food insecurity and food mm -hmm. apartheid within the city, um, which, you know, it's pretty awesome that we're talking about it today um, just to talk about food apartheid, you know? Uh, yeah. It is really interesting to see how far we have come in the past two mm -hmm. years yeah. uh, from the first fridge in 2021 to having 10 fridges and other fridges helping other people put up fridges like it's beyond anything i ever would have imagined mm -hmm. like uh completely ecstatic to have the support of the city and yeah. everybody that really just wants to help one another and mm -hmm. support each other and provide local and fresh produce to one another and really just try to help each other not be in the systematic oppression and struggle that we have just been taught to live within our whole lives to live with yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i completely get that yeah yeah is it true that this idea all started from you having a surplus of vegetables that you were growing in your apartment <laughs> yes and that's not a rumor that's not a rumor it's true <laughs> factual tomatoes uh, <laughs> too, I, many too many tomatoes. Too many tomatoes. Too many tomatoes. <laughs> like literally, like tomatoes specifically. Um, I grow uh, food on my hydroponic in my apartment. Uh, just upgraded from thirty plants to thirty six. So That's I got a baby tomato on there now. Uh, hilarious. Uh, yeah, it grows so many plants. But when I first started, I had like seven different tomato plants, and mm -hmm. I didn't even eat tomatoes for real. Like, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know about like cooking a tomato down and making your own sauce, canning a tomato, wow. anything, salsa. I mean, nothing. I wasn't doing anything. I was just growing. I was just like, I just want to know where my food comes from right. and just, you know, reduce gas emissions, learn about the growing the food, you know, learn about hydroponics. I was just like, yeah, let's start base level for myself. But I had too many tomatoes 
I couldn't even swim in. Like there was just the <laughs> mass of tomatoes. Like my friends wouldn't take them. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, what am I gonna do? I don't want these just to go to waste, you know? Like I was trying to compost, but composting inside and rigid. I was like, let me just take one step at a time. Right, composting but, is, yeah. um, you know, I hear that word. I feel like a lot of people hear that word. And they're like, oh, wow, this is good. Let me throw this banana peel in this yard. I'm composting, I feel better by myself. And Carl, don't look, you're looking at me because I know you know about composting, bro. I left my pumpkin. Not the pumpkin. <laughs> Not the I pumpkin. Left, I'm composting, Taylor. I left my pumpkin in the front. In the front. And it it is completely done away with mm-hmm. oh, into the soil and from, everything. From, from the fr- Halloween. Yeah, from, from Halloween. So just, now, you just left it. You like, I just left it. it. Okay. I just left it there. We we carved it, but I just left it there. Let it let it do its thing. So it became sad pumpkin, then dead pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It's completely now it's flat. soil pumpkin. It's completely soil flat. New new pumpkin plant coming in the fall. Exactly. There's some just for really your neighbors. There's some really beautiful flowers that's grown right near it. Pumpkins. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, I would just, keep an eye on that. You're yeah. gonna have a pumpkin plant coming up. That's gonna be great. That may not be if your HOA doesn't get you first. We, so embracers out there, I'm gonna let you know if I have a pumpkin field. <laughs> if I have a pumpkin patch in my front yard, I'm coming. <laughs> y'all are all welcome. Yeah, we're gonna have hay rides. Yeah, and no, all I'm rides. actually I'm first up for the pumpkin rides. I don't have that big of a place. Hold on. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so in a, in previous episodes, we talked a lot about food apartheid mm-hmm. uh, and how it impacts communities. How how has it shown up, or how have you seen it shown up? show up in Richmond specifically? I guess for me, it really is kind of like a outside looking in perspective since mm. I'm a transplant to the city. Mm. Um, like I came here in 2016 and I just kind of spent most of my time around VCU and from campus. Where? From New Orleans. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, New Orleans. I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans, nope. hometown. Uh, and I came up here and I was like, wow, it, it looks very similar to New Orleans, but like, like someone actually did something after Katrina, That's you know, <laughs> I was like, wow, up and coming. <laughs> Pretty nice out here. But then, like, you could literally drive like four minutes up the street and be on Chamberlain to go get some hair supplies. And I'm looking kind of like, most definitely, where am I? Is it work? I'm confused. <laughs> right. Like, was VCU not up and building the whole downtown from one part of Broad to the next? This is literally right off. I'm, I'm, oh, so you noticed that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like my first year, you know, like mm-hmm. you can, you can still see all of that, you know? So, like, just trying to understand, like, where things are placed like my first mm. year there was that neighborhood walmart on main oh, right. yeah, like that. like that was there that that wasn't there the next year and then i was just like so where do y'all expect college students to get food mm. you know like there's like a random pantry on campus i never saw it yeah <laughs> no you know no one ever came to me and told me about it i had to seek that stuff out you know yeah so like uh being able just to physically see the disassociation from areas like mm-hmm. so blatantly in the city and being just like so new it was kind of just like wow like that was kind of going to the same type of stuff that we kind of go through at home mm-hmm. you know and Most the definitely. similarities that i think are architectural are also systemic up here so it's very interesting for me to notice Most definitely. i i agree when we were talking about this previously um it was just all clear just knowing the different uh neighborhoods and stuff like that no well i'm from dc and uh, nope, like it's just yeah. I don't remember. I mean, we had a Safeway, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's we. Everybody went to the Safeway, and thank God we had the Safeway. Uh, but further, like across the line into Maryland, you didn't have a car. You know, you had a giant. Yeah. Um, 
he's a giant. Uh, and thank God for the subway as well. Like mm. DC has things that allow people to move, which is great. Uh, but if we didn't have those things, or if you didn't have a car, yeah. you, you had the liquor store at the, at the bottom of the street. Exactly. Um, and the corner store right there the on the corner. The corner store, uh, you had the Rite Aids, the CVSs. Yeah. And, you know, you had whatever chips or sodas or whatever is available. Hot fries? Hot fries. I'm going to live off of those. All the of hot that. pickle? Right. Hot pickle. Even, like, even the, the, from the, the jack. <laughs> Yo, from the bag. From the bag. A big even, mama hot pickle from the bag. Even the ice cream truck man. Okay. You could get pickles, yes. sodas, chips. A pig lip. Y'all know what I'm talking a pi- about. A pig lip? <laughs> yeah. That's the New I Orleans. I told y'all I was from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I want to lay a foundation here since we have the expert in the room. Oh, yeah. Can Taylor, can you tell us what how you see and how you define what food apartheid is. Of course. Um, I would really, if I'm going to compare food, I guess, desert to apartheid, um, I would define food apartheid as things that are systemically placed for us not to be able to get food. Because I feel like people, when you hear food desert, Mm. you think of, oh, yeah, it's just not easily accessible for people to get fresh produce from that area. But realistically, what the issue is, is those areas are redlined from oh, long yeah. ago, systemically. Mm-hmm. Like, right. they're not supposed, like, they don't want us to get fresh produce in this area. I agree. And I think that's what the difference is, like, a part of, like, it's, it's meant for us to not be able to get these resources. Mm-hmm. And if we don't work together and come together, it's going to continue to be that way. You know, they're going to continue to push things out, mm-hmm. move us out, put things for them in. You know, it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, like unless we work together and find a way for us to live off of each other, you know, mm-hmm. like we have to find a way to abolish capitalism, essentially within our own communities, you know, to, to really get that systemicness out of our community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because like. um, I was even just thinking, like, you know, why is this? Why is this? issues like persisting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i have to ask myself the question like you would think that relatively people know about the food insecurities that's happening right but i don't think they do um because i have to look at the divide when you go west they they don't know what's going on here in the east side you know in in richmond uh they you know most of them don't even unless they live here right they don't know you know like some of the people that i know on that side of town uh, know about your fridges, uh, know about you and know about your organization. But some mm. people are like, what? Like, what, what are the fridges for? And I completely understand that because it really took me to move into mm-hmm. down, like past downtown and really get into like Church- Churchill, Chaco Bottom to even step foot into Fulton Hill, which is right around yeah. that corner there. Yeah, Like I could live like seven blocks away from there, mm-hmm. never have been, never understood. That place used to be such a mecca for black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't even have a post office. That's why. It takes yeah. like an hour for the bus to get from the CVS on like 25th to mm-hmm. get like to Fulton, which is literally like a seven minute drive. Right. And the, at least what we researched is that it's it's food apartheid or quote unquote food desert. I know that's passe, mm-hmm. but um, it's a food desert. If, if a city, it's um any anything past a mile mm-hmm. and if it's a rural area anything past five or ten ten miles no five miles i believe i believe it's five miles um but larger but, right? but larger yeah. mm-hmm. rural areas because obviously you know travel, travel but uh 
Yeah, I mean, even, and I think that's why, you know, Carla and I spend so much time trying to dive deep with our audience into these issues because it's like, man, like we, people down here know what's going on. Right. I don't, we, we don't want to preach to them. They were preaching to the choir, you know, but, you know, we want to filter this to people who uh, have a love for people and filter this to people that's like, man, you're so out of the loop. Let us be the tether. Right. You know, let us let us bring uh, what's going on. Um, so when you first started, what were some of the hurdles or misconceptions you and your uh, fellow organization, uh, fellow organizers had to push back on? Mm-hmm. I would definitely say when we first started, some of the biggest issues was really just people didn't know. Like what was gonna happen when they got the fridge there? You know, like no one in Richmond had a fridge. Like yeah. closest people with community fridges is New York. No one, no one probably went to a fridge in New York. Mm. So like trying to get people to host our fridge was so hard because we'd be like, yeah, I want to put a free food fridge out here, and they'd be like, what happens if someone puts their beer in it? I'm like, man, if I wake up at eight in the morning to go get a beer, I'm not putting it in nobody's free fridge for someone else to take it. I'm holding it in my hand and I'm drinking it. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, don't ask me questions like that. Like, come on now. Like, that's not what this is about. Yeah. If you feel the type of way about people being or who, like, you have the wrong type of, like, mm-hmm. heart at mind. You know, like, you're not right. in the right place for this, you know? But, like, just trying to understand, like, explain to people what the fridges will be. Free mm-hmm. food, 24-7. People will be able to come and get whatever they want. Yeah. And expressing to them, like, we just want to get this food to people. Like, if they if the host understood that it just went smoothly, you know? And if they had some type of reservation about it, usually we just be like, well, we'll see you, you know, like great to have the time. Very much appreciate it. Yeah. And it's so needed. It's so needed. Like it's so we, what, what we experienced in 2020, not to diverge from what you're talking about, but what we saw in 2020 was that everybody had, a mission like everybody has something to say yeah mm-hmm. everybody has something to say mm-hmm. and i posed a challenge i was like hey let's not just be a people that we're going to talk about this or I, you know we need to do that did we and i'm like we are we we are we you are a part and of that we you are part of that we and i was like i'm going to hold you accountable and this is us holding them accountable yeah we you can start this like right. it doesn't take just me you are also a part of that right and just giving to your fridge is like you know, or just allowing it to be like, that's just a small step within really forcing the change and not like relying on, you know, like we can be a part of that change. We can, we can take care of our own communities. Exactly. That's a really big premise. We want people to understand like these bridges are for everybody, like yeah, for you. Yeah. So I know that uh, we counted you're up to like nine or 10 community fridges so far. Yes. Yeah. That's we're wild. At, yeah. We're at 10. We have we're replacing one, so that's why that's you probably a, saw no, nine. No, no, yeah, yeah. The one at, yeah, there's physically there are ten spots. Yeah. The one at Oakwood Arts recently went down for heat issues, so we're replacing mm. it, and we're gonna build a pantry whole setup for it. Ooh. But it's great because the one at Mad RVA just got uh-huh. teased because they just teased <laughs> their opening of their store that's supposed to be coming. Yeah. So hopefully that one will be open by March because they're planning to open their store in March. And then we're hoping to have one in front of our store, mm-hmm. which hopefully be up by the end of the year. So hopefully we'll end the year with the official 12 that I've been Ooh. feeling just like we're pushing on those 12 so hard, y'all. Yeah. Those 12, yeah. we're going to have a calendar soon enough. That's- well, go ahead. Um, I mean, just, just congratulations. Like you said, it, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I interviewed you, it's like 21, right? Yeah, when and we started. you set the goal for 12 and you're almost there. Yeah. How wild is that? It's it's honestly mind-blowing. I would have never imagined, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are the two in Henrico? 
The two in Henrico, um, <laughs> don't get me <laughs> confused. Henrico is that way. It's everywhere. It's that way, it's that way, that way. It hugs Richmond. Yeah, it's a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just name them all for you. <laughs> That's you how yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Churchill. a horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> you got your Churchill Fridge. Got you. Venable Street, Oakwood. Mm-hmm. Around the corner, you have Fulton Hill. Shout out Fulton Hill and, and uh, Churchill. Churchill. Yeah, shout out both of those areas. Most definitely. Go stop by those fridges if you can. Shout it ain't out to Richmond them. if it ain't a hill. Yeah, factual. Right. <laughs> I've learned that. It's really not. If it ain't a hill, That's too. That's about to go on the next t-shirt. Facts. Oh, that would be great. It ain't Richmond if it ain't a hill. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Learning those. Uh, and then from those, we have uh, the Mechanicsville Fridge on Mechanicsville Turnpike at Farm right. to Family. Right. And then kind of going from there, we have the Dill Fridge at New Kingdom. Out in by the on Oakley's Lane at City Church by oh, Sandston. Yes, there, that you. is a fridge out there. I think, uh, I think it was there for that opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, that's with right. the camera, I think you were. What a planting! <laughs> what a planting! It's cute. They're putting little <laughs> hands on the fridge. Yeah, oh my it's the cutest actually. Um, and then we have one in Southside. We're planning on putting two more in Southside. So Come we on, have Southside. Yeah, we have one on Hall Street right now, which is kind of like behind the building on North 25th at Intergalactic Tacos. And then we're planning on having one at Carter Jones Park with Fonacello Food Forest, yes. where we get the food from on Wednesdays. Shout out to them for being local supporters. Yeah. And then also at the Flyers Club, which is a retired firehouse around the corner from that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. all a block from my house. Okay, well, you know where we're going to be. Okay, you're going to be seeing a lot of us even more than you do now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I guess the last few, we have Scott's Edition, which is at Studio 2-3, which is going to be soon to move to Southside when they move later in the year. That's right. Mm. And then the most recent one, which I'm sure lots of people have heard about, the most controversial fridge. Uh-oh. <laughs> most controversial. Yeah, the Care Street fridge, which has just moved to Tequila and Deadlifts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We also do have a... Fridges out in Petersburg with the JJD Hart Foundation. Right. So that's the one across from Virginia State. And then we've also partnered with 757 Community Fridges. So they have a Shout fridge out, out there. Yeah, out there in front of Maya Copa. Go check mm. them out. Okay. Uh, and we've also uh, been working with some other people in Norfolk uh, to set up a fridge. And then Fredericksburg just put a fridge out like two weeks ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fridge Did going you help up. with that one? Or yeah, they reached they? out, but I mean, yeah. they just kind of saw us and they were like, we're putting a fridge up. And I was like, I love it. And they were like, you inspire us. And I was like, do your thing. It's a great contagion. Now, yeah. side question. This is not on my notes, by the <laughs> way. Okay. okay. Would, you, would you be interested in creating fridges for schools? Yes. I knew that was going to be your for, question. For children that don't have much to eat at home. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We're going to be a part of helping Mini that fridges? Happen. I've already thought about mini this. Fr- we're going to be a part yeah. of Mini fridges. Have them the, paint them because the they're mini? Off the pod. Yeah, no, 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 we're yeah, talking no, about, no, we're talk about this. Are you calling them mini fridges because the kids yeah, are the actual yeah, mini yeah, fridges? They're actual mini fridges, though. I want to get mini fridges, but I want to call them mini fridges because they're mini and they're, the kids are going to be them. You, know, you don't know so how cute. many kids no. go home and have nothing in there. Even at Tuckahoe Middle, which is West End. Yeah. I just left being a school nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So I made the kids breakfast, so I made them lunch. These and it breaks eat. my heart. And a lot of them, when they do eat, is nothing but junk food. And I'm like, oh. Insecurity. Mm-hmm. It would it, it would break my heart because after I left and I'd still like see them, they'd be like, please come back. And I was like, I haven't eaten mm-hmm. in days. And I was like, oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I will go yeah, right now. I have kids that, that live in, like across the street from the fridge and they'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I saw your fridge. You dropped this off. I'm like, oh, yeah. Get you. like, yeah, whenever I have it, I'll go over there, get whatever I need. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Do that. If they need anything for breakfast, like, 
almond milk because you didn't want to drink yes. the other milk, let me know. I'll get that for you. Like I'm here to oh, yeah. help at any way possible. We 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 here. we're on the same wave. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get that. That's awesome. Good. Back to the pod. Hello, hello. Hey, we're back. Uh, you know, it's just side business. Uh, you heard the side business, but I don't have an edit button, so that's all up to Carl. Whether you hear it or not. I think that's great to go public. <laughs> we might um, get help. Yeah. Yeah. So, what special skills? Uh, if any, do you need to to have to do this type of work? Zero. <laughs> you don't need to have any special skills. Oh my gosh! Um, so I the average no Joe special, just yeah. sitting there on the couch listening to this podcast. Do it. <laughs> Literally, I uh, I put a post on my story on my own Instagram. And I was like, "Who wants to help me put up a fridge? Would, would that be possible?" Mm. And like twelve people were like, "Yeah." And this is like mid COVID. We're all on Zoom. Mm-hmm. People were like, mm, I'll think about it, you know, and those 12 people, they were serious. Yeah. We had an artist, we had a fridge in the back and we did it. You don't need skills. You need faith and passion and commitment. Mm. Time, you're going to need that, my friend. Patience, you're also going to need that later mm. on. If you're just doing one, you just kind of need the the time and the commitment, really. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the faith to persevere. Yeah. You know, just like, keep on going. Just keep on going. Because yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of hangups. Facts. Uh, Especially I know if you want to keep going, because I never <laughs> thought that I would put up more than one fridge. So, uh. Just keep on going. You're an inspiration to us. I just want you to know. I appreciate you all. Um, <laughs> um, what do you like best about this work? <gasps> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to do it like this. I'm asking what do you like best and least? Which mm-hmm. one do you want to answer first? I guess what I like least about the work. Okay, there you go. Let's do that first. Uh, would have to be. This is a safe space. You can be. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I will be completely honest. Um, I think what is most least appreciating about that is the fact that where I am placed at right now, mm-hmm. the work is currently possibly, you don't know when it could ever be taken over by white people. That's, that's the, mm. that's the least thing I don't, I don't, I like, I dislike about the work. Uh, oh, it's the fact so that it, like... it doesn't really kind of allow black people to fully develop themselves in it. Like we can't really get as deep as we want to be in the work. And that's, I guess the least, the thing I like least about the work that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, it's like, you're, you're so good that it becomes something that it's like, okay, we, we got it from here. Yeah. Okay. Or like, we want to join, we want to get in. And like, I appreciate it, especially if like, like with the fridges, we, we didn't start out to be a nonprofit or anything like that, but we're now right. we're at the point where people are looking at us like, y'all need to get certain things together. I'm like, you're right. But like, what does that entail? Like, do yeah. I get fiscally sponsored and have a white group over me, giving me answers and telling me what to do? Yeah. Stakeholders, stakeholders and what I want to do in the city for predominantly black and people right. of color. And then they end up cutting off what you have been providing, you know? So it's kind of just like, dang, like in the long run, like, what do you, what do you want to see done? You know? So like that, mm-hmm. I guess like it is really on my, on my heart heavy right now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm at the pivotal spots of what happens next. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to have to decide like where we go, who comes along. And like what I love about the work is that everybody's welcomed. Yeah. Like you don't have like, as I said, no one has to have special skills. Like we have people who design stuff for us, who don't leave their house, who leave their mm. house and clean the fridges, pick stuff up, like go to the market because they want to hang with like people mm. have made literal band concerts for the fridges just for fundraisers. Like you mm. don't have to go to a fridge physically, yeah. clean a fridge, drop anything off. You could literally if you're someone that crochets or a glass blower, you can make mm-hmm. a cup, make a bag, sell it, whatever you right. want to support the fridges, raffle it off, whatever. You know, like there are so many ways to support your community. Yeah. And everyone can get involved to do it. Yeah. And when I think comes to doing mutual aid work that pertains to black people and getting us to be sovereign, mm. it can't be ran by anyone else but ourselves. 
yeah. because we understand where we're at and where we want to go. And I think that's being in a city like Richmond where people will be happy to jump on your calls when it gets a certain amount of clout. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Most I I agree with everything you're saying. And um thank you for answering the last two questions. Of course. With what you just said. Of course. <laughs> All the oh, answers. Funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. I, I asked him like, did you read these questions? You, you definitely read these questions. I did read this question. That was uh, unsubconsciously right there, because I you, definitely didn't know what was next. You know, I skipped around too and you still figured out what was in there. Oh man. I you know, Taylor, I thank you so much for coming on the pod. And um, you know, just if I can speak humbly for a second, like we're not we're nothing but a slice of cheese out here. Like, you know, we're not making no noise. Squeaky cheese too. Like we're not making any noise and stuff like that. Me and Carl, this is our passion. You know, we're not making any money from this and embrace was a brainchild and we've been working at it and, and stuff like that. And it's just to see it coming. And, you know, we've prayed for this year to be, to be more, then you know embrace more you know i love it (laughs) um and you know just to come into this year and be kind of bombarded with hey we have this lined up and this lined up and you know we got more team members now so we can actually do more and plan more and wow taylor (laughs) we're gonna have an interview with taylor (laughs) you're hilarious not even like that's why i was like people like what are you doing this week i'm like i'm going to the pod like got a lot of stuff to do this week i'm honored to be here yeah (laughs) it's an honor to have you um you know you're definitely a friend of the show now so (laughs) uh can't wait to have you back have you yeah yes yes Yes. definitely my first uh pod y'all 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 had my boyfriend had me on his pod so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna let you know if the embracers like your love your voice on this pod i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to be what do you mean if they i know they will (laughs) tell them to bring me back everyone (laughs) I know they will. Um, but just to, just to wrap up, I, I I think many people see food insecurity as an issue. Um, and there's many people that don't. Mm. There's many people that don't even know that that's a thing, Thanks. you know. And our job is to bring those people together. Um, and, you know, there's some people, I guess they I guess they don't know that they can help or how. Uh, and we're here to teach. And that's you know why we brought you on. Um, your voice is so sobering. Uh, your voice you. is so encouraging. And people need to hear that, you know. And uh, Carl and I is like, man, we're going to do all like, all we can to get your voice amplified any way we can. You know, with our even with our little small little Thanks, guys. Uh, thing, we're going to amplify your voice. Um, so... Um, I don't. I wanted to. I want to let you plug your own. <laughs> uh, I mean, the yeah. whole thing is a plug. What do you but, need but right what now? What do you need? Yeah. What do you need? Uh, I have a write up, but this. If you don't agree with this write up, you I can mean, say whatever you want. <laughs> you all can get involved. Uh, if you want to get involved, it's going to be like like you all. It's a year of coming up on new things. Uh, springtime is rolling around. Yeah. We're mm. about to get our garden plot. Okay. Okay. You want to get your hands dirty? You think you have a black thumb? Come on out. So did I four years ago. Now look where we're at. Okay. Oh yeah. That's all I'm saying. We're gonna you, we take baby steps together. You know. You want to get involved with just like cooking or picking up food, dropping. Just want to get involved with the community. Just reach out. Mm. Like our Discord's open. Uh, our DMs are open. We're always oh, yeah. there to talk. People are always chatting about different things. Drop your comments, thoughts, concerns. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in donating, we have our building GoFundMe up as well as our general GoFundMe up for the year on our 
Instagram as well as our website. Feel free to donate to those. There's a Venmo as well as Cash App at RVA Community Fridges. You can donate to those as well. And just, you know, we want to see you around. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're planning some some events to have people out. We want to see you. Yes, you yes. want to get involved? Just start coming out. I promise you, I will talk to you in person. Just say hi. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> Showing up is a big part. Yeah. yeah. Your information will also be in the show notes uh, oh, yeah. too. So when they pull up the episode, mm-hmm. all, you have no excuse. You can find Taylor in RVA Fridges uh, on all of our stuff. And, I promise um, you. Yeah, and if you want to become a part of the conversation with me and Carl's having, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at embrace underscore podcast. Uh, and we would love to hear from you guys. And just let us know just how this episode made you feel, yeah. uh, what this episode inspired you to do. And uh, yeah, become a part of the conversation. Become an embracer. Uh, thank you guys so much. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks, everyone.